about um, samadhi. <coughs> yesterday was a yesterday evening was a guided meditation using some direct, um, hopefully tangible for some people references, and I just thought I'd give a conceptual overview. How it all fits in, and uh, what it what it to, what it encourages in us, what it enhances, what it brings out in us. Uh, it's it's uh, benefits of uh, many kinds. Mm. And samadhi is, I said it's, as I've said before, it's not it, samadhi itself is not an action. It's an arrival. You enter. Uh, so. The process of entering is 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 more is multifaceted. It's not just a one drive to concentrate, which I think is a a sad um, abbreviation uh, of of the process. Although it's you know it's true in a way, um, but it often brings up a. a a kind of forcefulness that for many people is not conducive because with that with that energy comes performance and criticisms and so forth often in for people whose um, bodies are not really that open uh, you know not haven't got the pliability the openness that can really benefit you know so it's like you're Things all twisted or contracted, so you put pressure into that, and it doesn't help. It, it's, it has a negative effect. You'll get stress in their bellies and their throats, or their foreheads. The soft areas knit not up, whereas by and large, uh, the, one of the skill, one of the qualities to look for, to aim for, as a general thing, is called pliability, malleability in body, malleability and pliability in mind. The mind feels light, supple. The body feels light and supple. So then these textures are opened up and uh, they're not so... And then therefore there's a purpose for steady, progressive application of the right kind of energy, something that's definitely applied and persistent, but it's somewhat softer like a, you know, it comes with interest. I was interested. Um, I'm quite there for this. I'm interested. I'm enthusiastic about this. So it's that kind of energy rather than I've got to get there state. This is putting it quite colloquially. Mm. But this is where, to my mind, the uh, you know, Somali can be a source of great. Uh, not of concentration, or but of sorrow, pain, lamentation, grief, and despair, and uh, that you can't do it. And you know, just kind of put aside the idea of you can do it. If this is an it to do, it's not an it to do. There are several things to bear in mind, hmm. and recognize that actually, my encouragement were to make the whole process of 
of establishing, of fashioning, of cultivating, of massaging the body-mind into a, a, into the right kind of quality that we'll be able to absorb. That process itself can be quite enjoyable. I'll say it again. That process can be, <laughs> can be enjoyable. In fact, it has to be enjoyable, in my opinion. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can. From my head, I can, I can do things. But from my heart, I really can't. I really can't put my heart into something I'm not enjoying. Not getting, and I don't mean a foolish enjoyment. I sense a seat, sense this is interesting, it engages me. It's, ah, oh, there's a trick there, uh-huh, you know. It's like walking through the th- through the wilderness, you know. Yeah, there's things you need to know, but essentially doing it because it's enjoyable, and it may in fact, you know, require strength. But the whole process is, in, you know, in- enjoyable. You're you're kind of asked to develop your resources, and you feel strengthened by that. And it's a matter of playing, you know, testing this and that and the other. Mm. So conceptually, you know, what's called the, the sign, the characteristic or the ground sign, the basic sign of samadhi is called the four establishments of sati, of mindfulness. So mindfulness is the precursor, as is clearly in the Eightfold Path. And mindfulness is something you can do. It certainly is an activity, whereas samadhi isn't. You can you can bring things to mind. You can bear something in mind. You know, bringing things to mind is called vitaka, the ability to do this, and you do it conceptually. Like, you know, how, so it's pointing. You know, where's my body now? Am I grounded now? What's it feel like under my knees? What's it feel like in my back? That's a pointing, and that can be done with a thought. Bring the thought to mind, shoulders, hands, or even with hardly a thought, just a, oh, over there. Yeah. Or it can, or even a question, is there? So again, that, you see what happens when you use that word, when you use that phrase? Is there, your mind has, for one moment, has a one point on it, doesn't it? Is there any, oh, there is, there isn't. Is there any pressure here? So that's using a thought with a question mark on it to invite so your mind goes there, doesn't it, for a moment and checks it out. It goes there and it checks it out. The checking it out is called vichara. You know, is is it safe? Is it comfortable in my chest? No. Oh, okay, what's that? So vichara says, no, it's not. It feels like this. Mm. And maybe it does, or maybe it doesn't. But you're developing those those um, skills, and particularly, you know, the, the, if you're using your vitaka faculty like that, then it's not going elsewhere. So this ability to bring something to mind, and you want to do it with something you can actually aim for. You know, it could be, you know, is a quality of goodwill present for me? No. Okay, well, what's, 
How's that? Feeling agitated, feeling fed up, feeling frightened, feeling nervy. Oh, what's needed? So vichara, how is that? And then we might start like a in- inquiry. Dhamma vijaya, inquiry, what's present, what's not there, what would help? Mm. Investigating the state. Oh, this is what's needed, just uh, maybe the memory of something that makes you feel accepted or grateful and taking that in. So you see, you're really preparing your house your, to enter it. And it's a, uh, has many doors. There's a door of kindness and goodwill and f- appropriate mind state. So the mind is supple, pliable, light, malleable, fit for work. It's not stressed out, tense, nervous. And so you can't, you know, this quality of goodwill is, is one of the bases to check in with. And it's, can I bring to mind that there is warmth directed towards me? Vichara, feel it. And then to bear something in mind means you, you touch that sense. And then you, oh, how was that? It felt light, it felt lifting, it felt buoyant. Oh, bear that in mind. Get the percept. So... Vitaka brings up a concept. Body, goodwill, that's a concept. It's handy, portable, and in a way it's meaningless. <laughs> that's why this is the, you know, the benefit and the, and the limitations of concepts. You can throw them around. Mindfulness, clear comprehension, mind, samadhi, Nothing, really, it's just noises in your head. <laughs> but so you need that sense of translating into a percept, which is much more, which is associated with a, a chitta resonance. You could say a quality of feeling. Percept, perceptions have a chitta resonance. Feels like, oh, when someone is helpful to me, it feels like I feel. Ah, the more up in my chest, or my feel my face bright, and I feel an absence of pressure in my body somewhere. You know, and suddenly it lightens up. That's why we enjoy it. So you go to the percept. Can you remember, bring it back? Do you get the perception? If it's not a human, you know, a dog will do. They're great because they always give you that. You never have an argument with a dog, really. Or <laughs> Wish we could be more like that. So, so you know, you don't. So you really just want the perception of that warmth and that trust. You go, oh, I feel, I feel suddenly relieved. You get that. Got it. Now, just keep bringing the image back till you get that felt perception in mind, and then, oh, and this is a suitable place. This is one aspect, one door of your house that you must uh, brighten and make open. Another door is the door of your body. So where is my body? Where is my body comfortable? Where is it stable? Where is it steady? Where is it grounded? How is it? How is that? So you keep pointing. There's no use saying, be mindful of your body. That's just a word. 
what is a body anyway? And the body in its own terms. Mm-hmm. So we try to just soften or even rub out the visual, anatomical description, but perception we have of the body to something the body experiences in itself. Pressures, warmth, textures. And so, well, how does all this mass feel most grounded? Because for that, we want to, if you're how groundedness is not just something you have to do, it's because you feel better. <laughs> this is a very simple thing. Groundedness makes you feel better. It's not, you know, that's the whole point <laughs> of many of these things, is just to feel good. Not to be good at doing something, just to feel good. Oh yeah, why am I not grounded? Because, oh, anyway, I'll just move my legs a bit, sit. Uh, I'm not grounded because I'm not really in, in it yet. I'll just come down into that. And it's a given. Yeah. And spend time deepening into that perception of that which is provided, grounded, don't have to do it, just rest on it. And, you know, if you're just learning to do this, directly attend to the perception of grounded, safe, no pressure, no competition, exactly yours, all that you need. You know, those qualities, you can bring any of these to mind as concepts and then translate them into direct fit. Is that true? Yeah, that earth's not asking for any, any payment. <laughs> it's not saying how good are you can't be you can't sit on me unless you're good <laughs> anybody can sit on me that's fine <laughs> I like it because <laughs> when you touch that there's a sense of well you know you're really home in a way and just spending time doing that until that perception becomes really established and I would suggest that for you know, you don't go no further than that, and you do that every day, for a week, for a month, for a year. You know, you do that regularly every day for 20 minutes or so. It's going to be transformative. You know, just getting out of the conceptual space-time frazzle of, you know, criteria to meet into something that receives you. And just grounding yourself in that. That's a samatha. And take up transferring to the perceptions, the felt meanings. And you get into ground, it has a very powerful felt meaning to it. It means a lot more than just the earth. It means no worries, no pressure, no obligations, given, here for me, supportive, you know, stable. Things that are immensely helpful for human chittas to to come into. This one doesn't leave you. So you start to open that door, door of the body. And can you walk in there? Can you move in there and say, well actually the grounds are rising from that, this uh, upright form, or the rest of the body, the spine, how is that? So finding the, the ability to balance and you can even just swing slightly backwards and forwards side to side feeling what happens in the flexion uh, tissues and muscles 
and bones and joints of your body. Oh yeah, that's quite, yeah, and you can pull your lower back in and you can rest it back and you can flex and it's, it's a part of the body that isn't necessarily much involved with flexion, unlike the hands or the, or the head. So we even forget that it does. It's actually a very important flexion. Uh, in meditation, a very important flexion too, because this is where you're going to get the support from the correct balance of the spine that's going to carry the weight of your head and your shoulders down into the ground. You want to transfer that. So, and feeling that out. That's quite nice, actually. Just spending time feeling that out. Vitaka, point to it. Vichara, handle it, feel it, sense it. These two agents. And Vitaka is associated with the ability, uh, as it becomes more established, uh, Vitaka uh, is the agent that builds up the quality called Sati, or mindfulness. That's having brought something to mind, you can bear it in mind, it stays there. And it occasionally needs reminding, and it begins to be established, frame of reference. And that's done primarily, or it's supported, by this other quality, vichara, which is giving you a much closer felt reading, not just an idea. But well, this doesn't feel, this feels a bit tight or pressurized or too much energy here, or not really settled there, or this bit isn't present. So the whole body starts to wake up and come alive, and that's done through a careful vichara process, handling it. And so that definitely gives one a much closer, the mind a much closer reading. And also you're reading it now from the level of citta, perception and feeling rather than concept, which is the mano faculty. Unless again, you know, spend a week just just working with that. How does it get? You're learning it. You know, like you're learning a trail through a wilderness. You don't just go out on day one and do a hundred mile hike. You start little forays, little excursions, in getting your trail knowledge together, reading the wind, looking at scats, looking at you know, where the trees are, how the weather changes, you get you get savvy with little excursions till it builds up and then you know you're fit. You feel fit. And there's a particular you know, what comes with that is a quality of like the virya. The energy is no longer driven energy, it's like enthusiasm. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. It's there. And we're ready. And really don't wait. Don't do anything until that's happened. Wait. You've got to wait for that, something like an energy to pick up. And it's not a physical energy that can come into the body. It's a jitter energy. Jitter suddenly feels, oh yeah, I've got a way in here. I'm, bright, I'm ready. I'm bright. I'm here for this. I'm showing up for this. If the jitter isn't interested, it's not going to work. So, uh, you know, but then you're inviting it in by bringing in and respecting and uh, 
encouraging qualities of jitta, the felt perception, the felt meanings of things, which come through vichara. And this will build up into something which is even more, well, it's a, a, a further development called sampajanya, which is translated in various ways. So I generally begin with the Pali words because this can be seen as clear comprehension, full knowing, alertness. Different translators use different words. But the word breaks down to some means thoroughly, paj means completely, anya knowing, thoroughly, completely knowing. There's something being emphasized there, isn't there? <laughs> but it's anya means of sort of a, a, a ha knowing rather than a series of concepts, like really getting it, really getting it. Aha, uh-huh. it's that quality, a realization kind of knowing. And this may take some time to build up, but it begins with vichara is the agent for that. And if we use the figure that was presenting of a hand and vitaka and mindfulness are like the fingers on the back of the hand is a framer. Its job is to do framing. Its job is also to protect and prevent. No, this is not the topic now. Mindfulness says, no, this is not what I'm being mindful of. I'm being mindful of this. This is not relevant. Please wait another time. So it acts like the the bone of the hand, the framer. And the other qualities is the soft. The other side of the hand, which is the skin, is very sensitive and very soft. This is vichara, the fingertips, the palm of the hand. They're completely different, aren't they? You know, one side of the hand to the other. You feel them. Their functions and their qualities and their uses. You know, just feel the sensitivity of that that quality of that hand. And this is the vichara. It, what its job is, like a palm, is to drink in, take in, fully get it. Uh, and this encourages the level of chitta, which is both perception and felt, and I would suggest also it's the level of Image, imaging, imagining, and uh, a level of mind that is there for all of us, but is perhaps given scant attention. Mostly modern literate people, particularly, live in concept. It's 80% concept, or maybe large percent concept, good amount of emotion, but primarily concept with emotion struggling underneath it, <laughs> trying to fit into what the concepts tell it should be feeling. <laughs> and imaginative, very limited. Imaginative is slower. It's a different rhythm. It's, it's, a, it's a nature quality. And perhaps when you go into nature, one of the qualities of it is you become much more available to, to imagery, to imagining. When you look at the nature, you don't see uh, there are a certain amount of geological strata, you think, magnificent. What's that? How is a mountain magnificent? It's just a lump of rock. <laughs> no, it's splendid, it's magnificent, it's craggy, it's, you know, it's rugged. 
No, it's just a lump of rock. <laughs> it's a lump of oolitic limestone with certain basaltic intrusions in it. No, it's not. <laughs> it reminds me of power, resilience, you know, eternity, timelessness. All kinds of qualities come up with that. You look at a lake, puddle of water, H2O. No, it's serenity. It's deep receptivity. It's resonance. It's 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 shimmering. It's you know what's happening. There's imaging coming up. When you look at wild animals, what's so noble about a lion? Just a meat-eating animal. But we see something. We we infer dignity or composure or onto creatures. So these are ways where our imaginative faculty begins to get a little bit of a tweak in nature because conceptually it's flat. So what? Yeah. Good for analysis, but you don't get the feeling of it. Mm. Now similarly, rewilding, you want to encourage rewilding your chitta to let it just be a little bit more wilder. I mean, don't frantic, but more natural. What is it? Playful, imaginative. Give me an image of that. Mm. And uh, this is where this is the primary level of chitta, where we really began our learning, where we looked up as little tots opening our eyes, and we saw this thing called a smile. Just a piece of twisted mouth. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the big deal about twisted mouth? Oh. No, you look at one, it does things to you. <laughs> if those lips turn the other way, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> it only, it's only a half inch difference, or maybe an inch, and that's crucial. You know, the, the, if we look at the gestures of the face before we get an idea of you know, anything, and you get a sense of warmth or disapproval and so on. You know, very triggering. Yeah. So this is where we begin our learning, at that level, and you go back to that almost pre-literate level. And it's really quite, you know, there's a digression perhaps, recognize that, you know, most all those people in the suttas were illiterate. They didn't, they didn't do work, they didn't do reading. The mind of reading was just used for like, business transactions. Most of these people spoke. And you get the resonances of the tonality of the voice and the pauses and the humour and the, the whole, you get a holistic experience of the body language and the presence and the calming effects of the voice. It's not conceptual. We read it conceptually. But it was always, originally, always person to person spoke it. So it came through a body and there was a certain presence and timing and body language and, and you get the whole the whole thing gets to you because it goes to the chitta which picks up all these signs automatically you look at a piece of paper white with black squiggles on it hmm. well how much is that where's that you know that's the limitation isn't it and you can read it any old way 
you know, a coffee bar on a train, bus. It's it's derived of of context. It's derived of atmosphere. So for all its clarity, which is indeed magnificent, and one's very grateful for, there's something missing, and we sometimes we don't even know it's missing because we're so used to the world of concepts and letters and words and so on. And it, where does all that happen? And you want to really encourage not to get overloaded with the jargon, but to what does just to get to the the jitters experience, which is has a quality of imaginative perceptual resonance to it. And again, training yourself in that is just really lovely. In your body or in a situation, you get the this feels like this to me. So enhancing that. Light on trees. Look at the sunshine shining on these aspen. Look at the delicacy of their buds opening and just the leaves beginning to poke out. And what does that what do you when you look at that, what do you get? I get a sense of something just so resilient but really gentle. You know, there it comes again, poking itself out into the spring, a buzz opening. It's tender, beautiful, but also strong. You sum it up conceptually, what is it? Part of a tree's life cycle is to produce leaves. Oh yeah, we all know that. (laughs) (laughs) But you look at one coming out, the exquisite. The delicacy, you know, the, the, the young leaves. So, so delicate, so fresh when it first coming out. Oh. Yeah. So allowing yourself that, that, and enhancing that capacity to linger with qualities, take them in, till you really get much more confident and trusting. This is the important thing to be developed. I would suggest for literate people who are handling concepts all the time and in fact are handled by them which is when the thing really takes over we just become a meeting place of concepts about ourselves Mm. and words such as success and failure which are just sounds really they have no real meaning to them you know, who is a success? At what? <laughs> but you hear that word and you, oh wow, if I could... Failure. Oh no. <laughs> what does it mean? Who, who fails? Who fails to breathe? Who fails to die? <laughs> who fails to... <laughs> What's a failure? It's all the conceptual things of according to social standards. And you, re- you look into the lives of people who are a successful sports person with wrecked knees and, you know, terrible relationships. 
successful politician with all kinds of scummy moral ethical behavior success you know successful model who's alcoholic or continually neurotic about appearances you know self-obsessed great (laughs) I don't want to be one of those (laughs) you know but these these terms and so you want to just continually rub out terms that just do you no good at all and get back to the direct perceptual feel of ground, body, how it is, and the ability to play it, to talk to it. How is it? How is it now? What does it feel like? Mm. And then we're getting a much more direct handling, vichara. This is to be encouraged, and it's enjoyable. It also slows the rhythm of the mind down, it changes the behavior of the mind. The mind is so quick to flash another concept in. Sometimes one of the main hindrance of meditation is just the, this endless staccato of, of concepts rattling through that mean nothing apart from agitation. And just changing not just the data, but also the behavior of the mind to pause and linger into a felt experience. Vichara. And then you're aiming in for meditation. Well, one of them is first of all, how does it get steady, more stable? What references do you pick up that give you a sense of stability? Here we use another. The chitta faculty of perception means that whatever the mind or chitta turns to and takes up and dwells in, that becomes the dominant sign. Dominant sign. As you know, you know, if you dwell in the, something you're worried about, that worry takes over and becomes all, becomes the major topic of your day. Something you're obsessed about, you know, food or person or sound or cold, that takes over, that comes the major topic of your day. The rest of the retreat disappears behind that quality. So you be careful with this. To put attention on to where you feel most stable, most comfortable, most safe, take that in, really take it in, drink it in until it stands by itself. Then that's the quality of samadhi. It stands by itself through mindfulness and fully absorbing it, it stands up by itself. It becomes a reference point. Now that's that's a little piece of it. Mm. And then you can almost rest in it because now you've, you've created your house now you can sit inside it. And sometimes you have to go out and check the door again, and whether it's okay, and then just you keep going back to it, and then but gradually over time it, it stands by itself. And you can sit within it. And all this does require the uh, uh, 
discernment, trail knowledge, knowing how to cook, that kind of wisdom, feel it out wisdom, not conceptual. You can't know in advance. You've got some good tips and good ideas, and you start to taste it, walk it, poke it around, see how it fits, see what works. Try them on a pair of boots, take them for a walk. Too tight, too loose. Okay, try another one. It's that kind of quality. So it's, it's active, but it's not frantic. You've got to give things time. And, Is this working? Can you make it more supple? Does it just need easing up a bit? How's your energy with that? Is your energy steady or too forceful or not engaged? The way to engage energy is to make it interesting, curious. Mm. Speak to it. And we do this, you know, then sense is if you if this is if this is carried through and the mind chitta responds and brightens and settles that's samadhi and you maybe you forgot about it <laughs> the word but the quality of the brightening of the chitta is called piti, a certain lifting. It speaks to you in its own language, which isn't conceptual, it's a certain rising, brightening, there's energy there, there's a certain gladdening effect, brightening, that's that, and just bear that in mind. Get a real feeling for what it's like when you're in your, your feel-good space, in that sense, in your joy space, in your brightness. Oh, didn't realize I was that. (laughs) Because mostly I've been trying to make things happen. Now there's this, natural brightness. And linger in that, absorb that. What's the body feel like from that place? And you can spread it. And this is where I find breathing actually a very helpful um, means. And it may be the case that, you know, it isn't until even relatively late in this process that you begin to have breathing come to you. Maybe it just takes quite a while. You're spending an hour, you might take 40 minutes, half an hour, just getting your body, knowing it, getting comfortable with it, getting your attitudes right, feeling your way into that, Uh, handling direct perceptions, taking on what's skillful and profitable, discarding, skimming off the rest till it begins to settle and stand. There's this lovely, I am breathed, I am breathed, happening, and we just know the rhythms of that. And the beauty of it, to my sense, my experience, is it's involuntary and it's rhythmic. And rhythmic has got a very soothing quality to it, like rocking a cradle, humming the same mantra. You know, there's something very soothing 
because it's not about running forward nor running back, it's about a gentle flowing cycle. And you begin to sense this rhythmic quality and also the breathing has a suffusive quality to it, sense of spread, the qualities of it. Here again I do recommend, you know, just wiping out the idea of breathing of a tube between your nose and your lungs. Concept. It's up there on the blackboard or the whiteboard, it's in the you know, the biology book. <laughs> but you don't experience it. There's no direct experience of it. Direct experience is something rhythmic, there's pressure pushing through, it's a a quite pleasant pressure, it's not a punchy, swelling like a balloon inflating and subsiding. Different textures with that, the in-breath rather more, seeming a little more push and the out-breath seemingly more subsiding. When you vichara, you get to handle those, sample those. Yeah, there is a difference. Mm. And so this breathing, in a way, educates your vichara faculty. And your vitaka faculty, of course, but also your vichara faculty. Because it's rather like a thread running through, but it's never exactly the same from one moment to the next. And you just sense, sense that delightful flowing of it. So it's got that quality. It's quite delightful because it's it's tingly, and uh, and the more open and pliable your bodily sense gets, the more it's a, it's available for that tingling quality, that energetic quality. You feel bits of your body even glow with it. Over you know after some time of practice, years maybe, depending how pliable your somatic body is, mm. how open it is. It's also suffusive, it means then to spread. The energy of it spreads, this perceived quality of it can spread. So when you breathe, just notice that your chest expands, doesn't it? How does that feel? How does it affect your arms, your shoulders? Mm, abdomen changes. There are obvious qualities. There's also subtler qualities, such as the quality of what's it like when you, if you took a really long, deep in-breath, you'd probably feel your skin change. And long out-breath, you probably feel other qualities changing, softening, your boundaries becoming rather softer. What's that? Perceptions, jitter effects, somatic jitter effects. But directly, it's a whole experience of of that which one feels as body right now is being access through that. That which you now experience as body 
Yeah. Could be a sense of solidity or is is being is available, can be made available for this. As said in the Sutta, thoroughly experiencing the entirety of the body. That's what it says. Sabakaya Pati, thoroughly sung, completely Vedi, experiencing. Again, pretty emphatic. Thoroughly, completely experiencing, feeling, Vedana, feeling the entirety of the body, or the entire body. Means the body as we've been to experience it somatically, in itself. And, yeah, That's what happens, you know, when you, that quality of expansive, subsiding, rhythmic, flowing, tingling is sensed through the entire field. The body is a field, like a lake, and you, know, you drop a leaf on it, one part strongly ripples, but the resonances move across in a rhythmic, in a slow, calming way. So, feeling that. Until it doesn't, you're not really considering the anatomy anymore, or unless you really need to, but the, the felt sense of it. Imagine it, get an image of it. And then where are you? You're really at the point where that impression is welling up. There's a certain one-pointedness which is not anatomical, but it's jitta-based. It's a one-pointedness of jitta by the jitta. Jitta feels the, the moment, the point where that resonance is rising and the, the shift, the momentary touching of the feeling. So the jitta sits still the feeling, the felt sense, rising within that. Just like you're looking down into a, a spring and you see this bubbling up. You just contemplate the bubbling up. Rather than where's the water going, just the sense of this constant springing, bubbling, welling up. And so then there's a one-pointedness. And this has a a very calming effect because the mind is not going with that, following this, following that, here, there, it stays. It's a thoroughly calming, soothing the Kaya Sankara, which is the whole sensitivity, the somatic sensitivity in the body becomes now stilled because we only have to deal with one thing, one thing, which is arising, welling up. That's unification. And within that, you know, there's a lot of skillful strategies to get a sense of and cooperate with and pick up the clues from which one works, which opens, where where is the, the door opening for you? How does it open? This is something like a, you know, person on a trail, yeah, you've got to find yourself. You've got the maps, you've got the tools, you know the weather, get your kit together. 
find it for yourself. So it's partly that sense of there's only so much program that you can follow that adds that extra little piece of enthusiasm, like, yeah, now I've got to find it for myself. There's an eagerness there. This is the this is the place where I get eager because this is purely and only up to me now. There's no book. And that's sort of thrilling in a way. Playing with it. Having confidence in it. Now we we learn this, so there's a particular learn learning quality you could 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 say the skills of a trail person the skills of a gymnast the skills of any body who you know a painter or a football player or ballerina you know there's certain just skills you learn um, and after a while you, you don't even think them anymore you just got them but what you do learn through like a gut level knowledge is this what's sampajanya realization you begin to sense uh, where do the difficulties where's their origin notice that everything is changing and flowing and you've got to be on the on the ball for that notice when you go off the ball yeah. that's the first thing notice you slide off you either get Habitual, oh, well, here we go again, another breath, so what? See one, see them all, <laughs> in, out, well, ho-hum. Well, that's, where does that go? You've just fallen off the ball into, then you're going to be off daydreaming. Losing, losing acuity, losing sensitivity. You know, so Sampajanya helps you to know Wait a minute, I'm not really with it. I'm just thinking I'm with it. I'm trying to be with it. Or I'm wondering if I'm with it, how will I get to? You know, <laughs> where will I get to next? What's the next thing to do? <laughs> then you're off it. <laughs> you're off the ball. You're onto the map. You're not walking the land anymore. You can't walk on a map. Well, you can <laughs> get very far with that. <laughs> so you get the map is, yeah, okay, look at that occasionally, but really check out the ter- terrain. And you know when you slip off, you're daydreaming, you're, you're, your mindfulness has wavered, so you, something came in that wasn't appropriate. Okay, some Virginia does that. It means there's a certain, it's a wisdom quality, and we see what causes, what generates skillful qualities, perhaps using the vichara to access what's skillful and profitable and useful and beneficial, and link with it, what causes them to be sustained, constant or persistent engagement with it, persistent willingness, showing up with it, listening to it, playing with it, attending to it, feeling it, that causes it to be continued, what causes it to decline, Getting bored, getting stiff, getting lazy, getting numb, not responding. Just going gaga on it, you know. Not really with it. Then it declines. Yeah. What causes an unskillful quality to arise? Hmm. Drifting off. 
losing it, being available for extraneous, irrelevant forces. <laughs> You're making yourself available for it. And again, this is something that you know we have to work with because mostly our minds are, are, are orbiting all the time. We're like uh, radar screens, we're like those kind of sweeping the sky. You know, is it tomorrow by Thursday, going to do this, and so and so is coming to say a phone call, and how's the dinner? Remember that bank account, and it's just orbiting through these places like a helicopter, just whoop 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 round to cheat checking the bases and remembering. Perhaps I've forgotten to remember something, <laughs> so I better worry about that because I'm not worrying. It must be something I've forgotten to worry about. So, <laughs> so <laughs> just orbit. Oh, there's something to worry about. Good. That's important. It's, it's important to worry about things. That's, that's the important meaning of life. Because <laughs> that makes you feel secure. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't think so. Because your mind is orbiting. You lose the ground. You lose safety. And you're just orbiting through virtual realities of what may or may not be. And you get trained to this will somehow make things okay, make you feel safe. And all it does, it just makes you f- active, frantic, worried. And you just, just look, say, okay, worry. Worry, just went outside the door. You know, I'm totally available for you. <laughs> you know me well by now. <laughs> just to take half an hour's break from, <laughs> from worrying. Get right back to you. And you will, don't worry. <laughs> You're very loyal. <laughs> and if you don't, somebody's going to come along to remind you that something to worry about. So in half an hour. Just for, the, just for the hell of it. Just imagine you're a free person. Play with that idea. What a fantasy, huh? But the world of worry is a fantasy too. So which one do you want? <laughs> one that causes profitable states to develop, essentially. So we're available for worries. We're available for could-bes. We're available for should-bes. We're available for what next. We're available for how well am I doing. We're available for those things. And you realize these quite normal parts of our language and our structuring have to be understood as this is taking me off the ball, you know. Just stop. Stop doing that. You know, what does it feel? You, what does it feel like? Can you ever, ever satisfy that thing? Following that, people naturally assume there is no satisfaction in this world, and perhaps in that world there isn't. Definitely. This is where you say it is the responsibility to find that. You know, I mean, your jitter just wears out and eventually shuts down, gives up on you. Well, don't give up on you, but you leave it. You abandon it. What's your life been about then? Huh? What has it been alive for? Just a worry, a plan? Start planning your funeral now. She might die tomorrow. Who's going to come? Get the flowers. Where do you want to be buried? 
which direction. What a, you know, <laughs> you've had a successful life because you've planned your own funeral. So, you know, what were we here for? Make a living? And so we get, you know, very much seduced by those voices. And now as a sati mindfulness saying, not relevant. This is a timeless place. You know, the world of time does not come in here. It's time to you know, dwell in your own presence. So somebody only begin to recognize some of these conditioned forces. You think, no, stop. Check it. Don't get don't get it in. Don't let it get in. It'll eat you up. And you've got to be fairly firm and even a little bit ruthless with some of this stuff, because this stuff is corrosive. Okay, well you know, we'll get back to that when we've got the resources together to really handle this stuff. This is Strong stuff, you don't have the resources yet, but with this is the way you build the resources to get back to you know the world and make it work for you, or at least don't get run around by it. And some Pajani know that this is just suffering, and this is how you lose it, and there is a way back. This is how you lose the, the theme, this is the way back to it, and you want to know that. Because even knowing it is helpful. Even if you just have to check it a thousand times in an hour. Well, perhaps not a thousand might be much, but, you know, a hundred times or so. Then you know there's that, and it feels like that, and it goes nowhere useful, and there's where stopping. It breaks in again, you do it again, until eventually that wisdom supports mindfulness. Mindfulness supports samadhi, Samadhi supports, or the growing of that supports, and is dependent upon Sampajanya for clarity, for awareness. So all these factors work together. And then it's a satisfying sense of, yeah, I've seen that delusion, I've plugged the hole. I'm not going down that track. I've cut that one off. And whether these things are gross or subtle, whether conceptual, socially approved of, or a bit scandalous, you know, you just know you're going into fantasy world again. Plug it. Cut it off. There's a real place here. Now the imaginative properties of Ichara satisfies our fantasy, our daydream quality. We love to just spin out into playful, luscious, interesting images. Well, you can do it legitimate now. <laughs> but just train it, just train it to work for your welfare rather than spin you out. How does it feel? And then as that settles, then you begin to pick up the sign of the chitta when it begins to settle and purrs. It's got a lovely, rich warmth to it and it starts to feel happy and soothing and bright. And you can breathe that through your entire form. 
and then pick up the quality, the body then energizes, it brings its energies into that, its somatic presence into that, that quality becomes an object in its own right, a sign. Something bright, something warm, something soft, something directly felt. And then your samadhi can deepen into that. So these are ways and means to look at a little piece at a time and get the pieces and exercise the pieces and flex the pieces just like someone might exercise their wrists or their calves or their shoulders to get their body fit but they exercise one bit then they begin to exercise another bit then they feel the cohesion of all of it and then they're ready, they're fit and this is the way one should cultivate and make it something that's an enjoyable learning experience rather than a crucial performance test this is my advice